and welcome back, friend one and all, old and new, to the History Homos, Legal Man, now movie star. Yeah, movie star, <laughs> Lee Goldman. Lee Goldman, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which yes. Was the, the, your yeah. character in the show, I mean, we privately did have a preview of your mustache before it. it yes, it we did. Yeah. That's right. But that's right. Gorman is the perfect surname for a guy with that mustache because <laughs> it resembles Vercingetorix. Gorman, yeah, that yes. was a good one. Yes, yeah. yeah. there you go. There you yeah. go. It was it was funny because, uh, like I was saying right before we decided to pop on, um, you know, I decided to make. I had to have a stage name regardless, and yeah. so yeah. I was I was going through what I might use, and uh, uh, a buddy of mine reminded me he suggested it i used it a long time ago and i'd forgotten about it because i'd been going back and forth about what to do and so when i got to this set and everything yeah. of course is very hectic because of covid we didn't do any rehearsals mm -hmm. at all i'd never met any of the other cast i only met andrew uh for lunch that's it and then we had conversations on the phone yeah. I show up and, you know, we're, it's like, okay, dude, <laughs> Andrew's always funny. He's very high energy. Dude, so what, what name are you going to go with? What are you going to go with? <laughs> I said, well, I just, I, you went, uh, I, well, it's, it's got to be the street I grew up on and my mother's maiden name. So that's uh, <laughs> Lee Goldman. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And I said, I'm going to go with Lee Goldman. He goes, Lee Goldman. He goes, I don't know. I don't like it that much. I goes legal men, legal. He goes, oh, and he finally gets it. So, <laughs> so it's just kind of an inside joke for like the people who already know yeah. my work, and uh, and then it can be on the screen, and it looks like a totally legit name. I mean, that's a person's yeah. name. He just call me Lee, especially for a guy uh, with yeah. that mustache. Also, for especially go. for a lawyer. That's you know, you know Gallman. I mean, it just there sort of works go. with the works with the whole uh, you know. Um, uh, aesthetic, as it were. There you also go. With I acting, thought it did. Acting too. Yeah. Gallman coming in. Come on. I agree. <laughs> That's why I chose it. And people ask me, "Why are you going to spell it?" Well, I'm going to spell it slightly different than. Uh, I, mean, I could have just gone with a G A L M A N, but I'm like, yeah, no, I'm like gonna, Brett Gelman. Yes, exactly. Like I want to make sure people definitely pronounce it correctly that, that don't get it. Well, uh, plus, sure. they, you don't want people to think you're really a banker. Yeah. There you go. There or that go. kind of lawyer. There you go. Uh, you need a criminal lawyer, as they yeah. say in... Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That is good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, um, yes. Yeah, I, I enjoyed, especially your performance. I thought you, you absolutely killed it. Uh, but I will say this: I, as much as I enjoyed your mustache, there's a there's another character, like comes into the thing halfway through the movie. He's got a better mustache than you. This oh yeah, my cousin. With history. Is that your cousin? Yeah, yeah. Well, he that has. I, a it's a great one. He mustache. he lives like that all the time. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> always, he's the guy is always in Western wear. He's a super great guy, super nice guy. And it was funny. I had no idea what he's going to look like because. Um, they actually cast him like a week or something or two weeks or something before the movie. Yeah. They had someone else in mind, but uh, uh, he's a super, super nice guy. We actually shot one of the scenes at his location. He has a uh, he has a ranch is all over the place and he has right. a ranch in Natchez. 
And that scene where they 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 pick him up and they got him and they've you know they've beaten him up as he tries to leave and then they yeah, keep yeah, yeah. him and we go there and they fake buy him back kind of thing. The yeah. uh that's at his property. Right, and okay. the uh the longhorn that's in one of the ads for honest yeah. Earl Johnson, that's also yeah. his uh one and his horse, as you saw at the end, is dedicated. That horse uh, that rode around some in there. He rode up in and stuff. That guy. It was. A, it's the most like famous trick horse in the world until he died, and he no died shit. after. Uh, yeah, no it's a, like a million dollar horse. So with this it's worth crazy... it's worth mentioning that the biggest star of the, in the film was is the horse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the horse for sure. <laughs> it overshadowed us all. It was great. A real Ed Wood kind of uh, kind of move there. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I think I think Mr. Johnson's mustache was the real star of the movie. Oh, it was great. This wasn't it. It was great. And how about that grizzly jacket? You like yeah. that grizzly jacket? Yeah, yeah. That, that, guy, authentic. that guy was awesome. You jogged my memory when you mentioned that scene. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah. him? Why? Why? I was right. thinking yeah. the other guy, the other potential ranch manager yeah. guy. And I'm uh, like, wait, yeah. his mustache was fine, I guess. But the, the, no. Yeah. I mean, no, we're that, talking about honest Earl. Yeah, no, you got, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. He gets my vote, by the way. Okay. I choose him to be my master. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's okay. I'll remember that. Yeah, because of the mustache. I know, and I'll remember that. I, mean, um, I, was I also remember this. I this is I a... was going to vote for you, but you know, I hadn't looked into the issues at that point. Right? Yeah, the issues that matter to you, at least. It's anyway, to yeah. stay informed. Yeah, um, I was going to say another interesting angle on us see, uh, seeing the film is that we had been in communication with you just prior and just after filming. Um, yeah. And so we had heard all of the sort of the some a lot of it was off air if I'm not if I'm not mistaken well, yeah. we were just discussing the travails of being on set and I relate to it because I've worked on a couple of fucking independent films myself. Um, yeah. But uh, what's it called? And you had mentioned you had caught a cold if I'm not mistaken on right. while you were there. And I was watching the film and I was like, this is the day he had a cold. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I couldn't see that, even though Scott primed me for it. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see that. But I'm Man, very it was bad really at brutal putting things in movies. And the thing about it is, Andrew, you know, who plays Jimmy Jack in the uh, movie. Oh, where, that was the director. Where, where? Oh, okay, yeah, that's the director, and uh, um, he got really sick. I mean, like really crazily sick while he was there, and we kind of had to make it, kind of keep it under wraps because people were so worried about COVID. You know, oh my God, maybe he had COVID kind of thing, but yeah, obviously he didn't have COVID. I don't even know if something can get COVID, but he got sick because it was just so much stress. Well, and you, all it, sorts it's of confirmed stuff once you take the test. So if you don't take a test, yes, you never yes. have it. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. Yes. But moving on. Yeah, that is the I make sure right I there. give it to all my jackfruit before I, I eat it too, just to make so sure true. I don't get it. But, um, he, but yeah, he got really sick, like yeah. crazy sick, and. I couldn't believe he could even continue to be out there. Um, and it he said it took him like two weeks after the shoot to really recover. He was right. so, so crazily sick. And uh, 
Uh, it was there were there were really harsh conditions. It doesn't show up on the uh, yeah. The movie I was going to compliment uh, not not you yeah. obviously. You had no, no, not nothing me. to do with this, but Zero. Um, but the film <laughs> though for uh, you had mentioned to us off air that the, it had been really cold while you were filming, and um, yeah. I I was looking for the telltale breath, mm-hmm. um, right. and no, there was none. They or at least it was yeah. edited out carefully. There are I've seen I see I've seen the movie like four or five times now because I've gone to uh, a couple of different live screenings and I watched it with uh, a couple of friends. And uh, and so I've seen it four times. And and the last time I saw it, I saw I saw a light amount of breath in two scenes. And I, I too, had been one of the church scenes was a bit of breath. Yeah. 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 It was so cold in there. Yeah. Yeah. Insanely cold. You can tell just uh, from the way that the the light coming in from the sides, it has uh that very wintry like orange, that yellow orange of the more cold morning look. Oh, yeah. Which is, by the way, great for shooting. It's worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, it's great natural light, and you yeah, want to like take advantage. It's like having a diffuser, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And you want to take advantage of any like nat- that good natural light, but yeah, it is a, such a huge challenge to not get fucking uh, the breaths in it. Right, and the slaves. I mean, those poor guys. They were, uh, they're running around in those rags, and you know, this shit yeah. would take a while to shoot. And at least I had a, you know, a ridiculous Don't come in here with your liberal bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the poor I mean, slaves. <laughs> they were sag. <laughs> were they? Um, a lot of the people I think are members, uh, uh, but it was definitely not a, it, we weren't compliant and that's why we yeah. had to, and Andrew had to that's scramble why around. You, that's that's the whole reason I even got movie, cast yeah. ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a huge, huge expense that you had to pay. Not even like, even if, even if like, like the actors were wanting to do it pro bono because they loved the project, by the way, that'll never happen. But, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, even if that was the case, um, that you would have to pay a certain amount just to sag to the, to the union. Cause it really is like a cartel. It's an acting cartel. And the, and the other big problem was, you know, beyond money, which was was tight. The, the other problem was these these COVID restrictions they had on. Oh, and yeah. I didn't even the think the that. expectations we were going to have to test constantly. Everybody who wasn't on camera was going to have to be wearing a mask all the time. And we're like, you know, we just can't do that. And if you're testing all the time, you're testing all these people all the stinking time. Yeah. Someone's going to come up with a positive. And if you had a positive you're going to have to quarantine for two weeks. Like, dude, we cannot afford to lose anybody for two weeks. And this movie cannot get made if we have that happen. And so that was why the decision was made that it doesn't even matter. Even if we wanted to try to do it, there was no possible way to comply with that. So we had to shoot outside of it. it, The way you're saying this to me, and by the way, I understand the frustration because at the time we were all dealing with it or whatever, but it's like so far removed now. It just almost feels like another lifetime that that would even be (laughs) something you'd have to think about. Did you you not say though, like last week, uh, I don't know who they are because I don't I, I don't like modern music, but Metallica. Oh yeah, yeah, cancelled a gig because yeah. one of them tested positive for COVID. It's like unbelievable. But I will say this why, in response to that: a tests? bunch of libtard comedians were making fun of him for it and being like, "Oh, he just wanted to not work that night or whatever." And it's like, "Wow, well, oh, yeah, well, it, the t- the turntables." Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Did they really? 
Yeah, a bunch because of like, really like, outspoken lib libtard like comedians were like, "Oh yeah, well, look at this fucking jackass!" Like, yeah, yeah, but like uh, a year ago, I know. If, if no, listen, the that, irony is not lost these on million, me. These greedy millionaires not yeah. testing for COVID. I know. Yeah, absolutely. The irony is not lost on me whatsoever. Believe me, but yeah. But I, I tell you what, that proves to me is that I never liked that kind of metal. I was, yeah, I like. I was yeah, it's like poppy. I but don't even know what it poppy. is. I, I just don't understand I don't like it. It, I, it just doesn't. It doesn't jibe with me at all. And yeah, it's because it's fake. Obviously, it's fake. Or they wouldn't be testing for COVID, would they? Do you know? What I mean? like, it's like I, I know it's like a bullshit rightoid take, but some of those are, are right. What? Which? You which which rightoid take? I'll tell you if it's right or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you have to test for it, obviously, to find out if you're sick, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I mean, Is that what right you're right. talking about? No, I, I'm talking about the, the fact they're testing for it. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, and then it's like I used to, my mum was in a nursing home for a little while before she died. And I had to take a test strip with me with a positive result on when I found out that I, I've never taken a test. If you just put a couple of drops of the buffer solution on the thing, it gives you a clear result. So I just used to do that, take that, show that to them. I don't want to test myself for that shit because like, it's got implications if you fail, hasn't it? So why would you test yourself? Yeah, I yeah. agree. I never tested. I it's never like, tested um, what was John McAfee test. talking about? That like quantum shooting himself in the yeah. head thing. It's like, <laughs> why, well, it's why even do any sort of any any sort of probability test? Why would you do? Why would you run that test? It's literally a, a, a King Jung Il self examination session, isn't it? I've got a. It, it's like a medical version. It's yeah. Medical. I mean, this is why it's a right I take. It's medical communism. Yeah. That you have, yes. You've got to have a self, an introspection session. But before I go out of the house, I've got to make sure I'm pure. A leftoid version that. of this is where it's like uh, it's like a religious sacrament you're doing yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You have to genuflect before before uh, Lord Science. <laughs> yeah. Lord the Science. <laughs> Dr. Fauci. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, but people have been doing that with religion for years, haven't they? They've been going to church and just like not actually saying the prayers. Yeah, but they want to make an appearance before the big man. Yeah, in case he's watching. The, otherwise, they get shit. No, it's more because they don't want to upset their mother. Fair enough, that too. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Oh, I got to say, sorry to veer us off here. I was watching this video before we came on. Um, and, uh, it was a video from like a pretty popular YouTuber who does like, uh, recipes. Um, but eventually once in a while he'll do like a, Hey, I'm just doing some like out there thing. I'm going to talk about that's like sort of food related. And, um, he was talking about astronaut food. Right. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I knew this is right up legal man's little button, <laughs> yellow brick road, by the way. <laughs> Astronauts. <laughs> what a joke. Unbelievable. I can't uh, believe people are still believe in that crap. They, they, that uh, India fake landing on the moon crap. That was whatever, really fake looking. Ago. Yeah. It was hilarious. That, well, by the that way, notice that there wasn't really any reporting on it in like Western news because if they knew of a bunch of people will, will look at it, yeah. they'd just be like, what the fuck? It's 
so fake looking, so incredibly fake. Did they have did they have furry dice in the Lunar Lander? They had. It, they had one of those little crowns that smells good. A, a seat cover with those wooden balls. Yes. Yeah. I think I, I think it was the B. I think it was Babylon B. Did a hilarious little piece on it where they talked about India had landed on the moon and there were yeah. conspiracy shit on theorists it. were they were the first were first humans to shit on it. Yeah, and they had this all those crazy like. Indian Jerusalem type of characters coming off of the moon in the first uh, supposed shots from there. It was really funny because it was so, God, it was so fake looking. It was unbelievable. Oh, right. It was very fake. It looked like PlayStation 2 graphics. Oh, yeah. Outrageous, really. It's really outrageous. So. Um, but anyway, the thing that was just so fucking, just the way, like, they really cry out in pain as they strike you, these NASA guys. Because, uh, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. in the video, they were, like, in the video, cool this it. guy who's just, just like, likes, he's, like, one of these people who's just, like, a bug person who's, like, I like NASA, you know. And <laughs> yeah. so um, he uh, he goes, um, he so he's explaining why they created um, the freeze-dried ice cream sandwich that we all know as being astronaut ice cream. Yes, if you recall that whole... Um, uh, this is dancing dangerously close to William's father's invention, by the way, this whole conversation. The, yeah, the wooden spoon. Yeah. Yes, of course. But um, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, so they invented that, and it, they, they did it... They, but this is so funny is they'll say this right to your face. They invented it not because they had ever intended it to take it to space, but because they needed yeah. to give something to be in the gift shop of the Air and Space Museum and, you know, the Kennedy Space Center, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, qu and quote, to spread and creativity and enjoyment amongst children so that their parents might do something like call their senator and ask them not to slash their budget. Okay. And it's yeah, just like, okay, I said, I, right. Okay, but it's just so like implying that, that like a bunch of people who are pissed off are going to call their senators and be like, I'm not, I'm sick and tired of this NASA junk. Why'd you cut, <laughs> the, cut the budget for that? As if they're not just going to shovel all the money into that. Cause it's, it's a disappearing, it's a vacuum for black money to go and do other evil gay well, shit that, around it. the world. <laughs> but that's how like this uh, extended operation mockingbird stroke just everything the CAA does yes. <laughs> has completely changed the world or the zeitgeist or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Is that now, I mean, that was evidently in the 60s, that was probably a possibility that people might do that. But now people like us who feel much more strongly than anybody did back then about uh, it. By far. Just <laughs> would never ever contact a congressman and say yeah, anything like that's that. That's a good way to get the because door kicked so, down. <laughs> we're so disenfranchised and doom pilled yeah. that we're like, <laughs> it's been proven to us that that wouldn't do any good anyway, and, and we'd be like you say, we, you'd get arrested, wouldn't you, or something? Yeah, you would just you'd, have, you'd be put on a list and then scrutinized further than you would if you hadn't called. Yeah. Well, can you imagine being so delusional that you think that making a phone call to one of these phony baloney guys up there yeah, is Congress actually going to is going to move the needle in some form or fashion. <laughs> yes, yes. Imagine being that delusional. Oh, they care. They work for me. All this other bullshit people that believe I'm going to call my congressman. Well, go ahead. Call him. I mean, well, you think when, I'm wearing, when I'm wearing this shirt, I believe anything can move the needle. That's so true, dude. <laughs> Shouts yes. out, Brian. That's a very inside joke. I yeah. apologize. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, yeah, no. And, and so it's just like the framing is just mwah, like that. It's like, oh, poor little NASA, always getting yeah. picked on by these mean old senators, slashing their budget. Like, source, please. Yeah, yeah, Has there been yeah, one yeah. time they've ever slashed NASA's budget? I mean, maybe they did, uh, but it's about the equivalent of uh, the ADL being just a small nonprofit. That's just uh, that shares office space with the FBI. (laughs) They just uh, they're just, you know, just a little tiny organization uh, just, you know, trying to get by. That shares office space with the ATF in Connecticut. Well, they have to. They have to. They're (laughs) trying to save money. I mean, good point. You know, they do like to save money. (laughs) <laughs> that just shows what good guys the ATF and the FBI are. There you go. Yeah, there obviously are. I mean, let's not forget about that speech that uh, James Comey made um, when he he did the keynote speech at the ADL like conference. It said the FBI and the ADL are the same organization. Right. That was. Mm. And by the way, he was at the time uh, FBI director, of course, when he said that. But yeah, I mean. I guess that wouldn't be admissible in court. Not that that makes any difference anyway. No, only what you say to the FBI is admissible in court. Well, you have to be able to live to get to court in order to be able to you know, try point. to put it into court. Good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, you don't want to get your your private plane on the way back from the MLB All-Star game crash. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Sudden heart attack. Or on, on your Coming way down back with to, myocarditis. Uh, right. Yeah. On your way back. When you're flying back to Boys Town from Chicago or whatever. Yeah, or what have you. Yeah, yeah. that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you guys watch the movie on your own TV, or did you guys get the special code? Well, or this how? is what I, – no, I, I, we paid for it. We paid okay, for the film. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I mean, everyone should go buy the film. But yeah, I was, just I, I meant, we should mention. VIPs I'll do a little plug get, here for illegal man Lee. Um, yes. But uh, go to, go to JonesPlantationFilm.com to purchase for the low price of ten dollars. And yes, you can watch it as many times as you want. I mean, right. we'll we'll go through the we'll go through how um what it's about, but. Before we do, I don't want to bury the lead. I want to tell you, Mr. Gorman, what my favorite <laughs> thing about this movie was. Okay. And this was because I cast it onto my TV at home. I never watch TV, but I've got, a, I mean, what I think is a big TV. It's a small TV by right. Sanders, and but it's the biggest TV I've ever had. And I was able to watch my buddy say the N-word multiple times on the television. <laughs> Dude, that rules. What a feeling. It was so awkward. Oh, it was so crazy. It was like, literally, we shot that scene where I'm at the top of the stairs, which people yeah. see in the trailer. And right. I, I, Can I'm I also pause you to... right there? Also, yeah. that shot is the, is the finest piece of cinematography in the film, might I say. And you are okay. in it. And you oh, are in it. <laughs> okay. It was a cool shot. That stair, that yeah. staircase is like a very famous staircase in America. It's like it's the a... largest freestanding staircase. Wow. Um, okay. In so... that old plantation home. It's super cool. Um, and we shot it like that. Like I said, second day. Uh, Just a freestanding. It might have been the first day, but I, it was definitely, it was the latest it was the second day. And, you know, I didn't really know most of the, the, the crew or the cast and, when they got me to the top of the stairs and and you only see me up there one time saying you know you're an n-word kind of thing yeah. but the 
But Andrew, who wanted to make sure that he got like the right thing, he wasn't sure how it was going to be cut. He has me up there and he says, okay, just now just you know, just do it a bunch of different ways. So I'm just yeah. up there over and over. Yeah, 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 that's... Yeah, yeah. Just a million different times. Probably took, I don't know, 40 different cuts of that. That's what and, you have to uh, do. Yeah, it's called coverage. Yeah, and it was so <laughs> awkward to uh, be doing that. <laughs> like, uh, people understand that this is this is not the way I speak, right? I mean, I'm yeah. just well, doing it because I'm Obviously, being instructed. Yeah. Yes, of course. But but it's well, still, I, it is I still like awkward. I think it is the way you speak. I, I I I seem to notice that the ends of your mustache flickered when you said that. Exactly. <laughs> that character, that is but how my, he spoke. My actual favorite part of it was when you when your wife right at the beginning of the movie, your wife said, says it and you shush her immediately. <laughs> I, I immediately messaged Scott and said, you gotta you gotta isolate that and put it on the soundboard. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, so, so basically it's the central idea of the movie is, I guess, that just because you get to choose your own master doesn't mean you're not a slave. That's that sums it up, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's uh, ultimately the the message. You know, is that the system gives you this false choice, and ultimately, it doesn't matter which one of them you choose because they're all on the same team, and yeah. they're they're going to use the system against you. And the people are just fooled. And, you know, it's it's I, I think the message is dead on personally. But, you know, the issue is if people don't like the movie, then they won't watch it. And I think when I saw the movie, I liked the movie. And so the movie has to, number one, be entertaining. And number two, you hope that people can take some kind of message away from it. But as we all know, even if you make it unbelievably obvious, yeah. Still, a lot of people are well, not going to get it. If people do watch it, they will take it. They will get it. Definitely, the no, no doubt about that. I, there are people. We've had a screenings. They still actually don't get the message. Incredible. That, that is a remark. That is astounding <laughs> to me. Yes, it is. I agree. And I can remember, like that fourth wall that appears at the very end of the movie. Right. Right. I was going to. I was going to reference that. Yeah. Okay. I wrote that that morning before I did that. Okay. Yeah. And. I, and when we when we have it, it's like I, I don't know how this thing can be any clearer, right? This thing is right. so damn clear. And so I tell them exactly what's going on. And even after all that, and people saw I, I went in, I polled the, the the cast and the crew who'd been there and seen the stuff, and a huge number of them still didn't really get the message. Okay. And I was convinced that. Even when we finished the movie, which I had no idea what it was going to come out as, I wasn't even sure we'd have a movie. Andrew's a miracle worker for getting a movie out of that. But he did, and he got a really good movie. I said, I told him, I said, even after I watched the first one, he's like, oh, do you think we should do that? We were talking about the ads. Should we hit them over the head? Because we we wrote that uh, one of the ads on the phone. Um I enjoyed the ads. I was gonna say yeah, I wanted to I wanted to ask you, was that was that in the script when you went to principal no. photography? I was no, gonna no. ask that because the only new piece of footage was that second that shot where the other guy says that I'm so and so and I approve this message. Yeah, there was a couple of scenes we did in pickup scenes, and that is uh the one at the top that says you have to be able to do the unthinkable. That's another scene we shot at a pickup. But the ad, one of the ads we Andrew and I wrote that on a phone call uh, that lasts about an hour and a half. And it, when we were during the time we were laughing our asses off because we're just putting all this ridiculous stuff in there that we put in there. But he's going, I think it's too much. I said, dude, you know, people still won't get it. 
even if you make it that obvious, it doesn't matter how obvious you make it. If there's one thing I've learned after being on social media for several years and doing a podcast and interacting with people is that it, whatever it is, I think people will be able to take away from either a show I do or a show they might think, I, I, oh, they're going to like this or they won't like that. I just I've given up. I have no idea what people will end up liking. And I know that no matter how clear I make something, there are people who will not get it. They will take something else from what I said. And I knew they would on that movie. And there are tons of people who actually when I asked them about what they got from it, it's like I just think. Did you just see the same movie I watched? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you didn't Let get me that ask, message. Then, in that case, what what the people don't have to you know dox anybody or you know even reference no, no, specifically. I I'm, no. I'm joking, but um, yeah. you don't even have to single anybody out. But it, like in general, would you say like the the main people who didn't get it were actors? <laughs> um, no, I think it was pretty evenly split between crew and uh, okay. cast. Well, I will say this. I've worked a little, again, I'm not to, not to fucking uh, oversell myself here, but I have worked a little bit in independent film. And between actors, let's be honest, crew too, some of the fucking least curious people I have ever met in my entire <laughs> fucking life. Like just okay. some of the dullest, most unimaginably yeah, like they're, dull they're people doing it yeah. because they like shining lights at things or they like yeah cameras or they want to make a career that, of it kind of thing yeah i can just say that there, though there definitely were examples of that on on uh the set uh, that was definitely not the, the the general rule on that set for me right. uh, there was a lot of very thoughtful people a lot of people were involved in the project because they knew uh, me what it was about or Andrew or Larkin and so these were Liberty people so they were pretty clever and the only thing I would say about the uh, uh, and, and also in the other people's sort of defense is that you they know, are when you shoot the movie it's <laughs> it, it was to, it's totally out of order. And yeah. so oh, I know. unless you yeah, actually yeah. read the whole script, which most people don't bother doing, they don't see it. But I was only referencing the fact that at the end of shooting that that fourth wall where I literally lay it out at the end of the movie yeah. that anybody who sees just that should be able to get it. But right. even then, um, you know, because most people are not really focusing on what's happening. Most people having a, a, something they're thinking in their own mind about what they're going to later or, or what's going to come later. They're trying to anticipate something. I have this problem all the time with people when you know, I have discussions with them. They're trying to anticipate the next question they want to ask or the the answer they want to give. Or, or They're not actually focusing on what's actually happening right in front of them. People don't seem to have the ability to bring focus to the actual situation. I guess, you know, the woo woo people call it being present. Um, yeah. I think a lot of that's overstated, but there is a distinct lack of focus in a lot of people. And um, it's not just, you know, cast and crew, but, you know, well, I mean, as long I as they enjoy it, that's, that's, if they enjoy it and they want to watch it again, eventually, Nobody can watch that movie, I think, twice and not not probably at least come away with at least some of the messages. Oh, no, the, right? message, the message is as clear as it could possibly be. I mean, yeah. like, Th there's something wrong with someone with people who <laughs> yes. they don't get this. I, like, I get it. I, honestly, I get it on set because, like, if you're uh, if you're like one of those slaves in that in that. Yeah, they weren't even present for most of the scenes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that. Uh, uh, I'm not a filmmaker. I've never had anything anything to do with that. But 
I'm a truck driver, so I know a little bit about logistics. For sure. If, when you've got all the lights and shit in that church set, you're going to film all the scenes that have been there. One right. after the other, aren't you? Right. So, and the other right. thing about and it different is ways that... of you might shoot each one two or three different ways or whatever. It's, it's true. Confusing. Well, we didn't have we didn't have budget or time for that, but I can tell you that <laughs> the, if you look at the way the movie is constructed, when the slaves are there, they're seeing discussions from Smith. Yeah. They don't see the discussions I have with Smith and right, Smith right, has yeah. with me and Johnson. And so it's uh, understandable that they really wouldn't be following as much. And of course, the crew is running around. They're not really paying attention to what's happening. They're doing their own thing for right. the most yeah. part. Well, but, their job you know, is not to, is to, to hyper artistically hyper focus on one technical exactly. aspect of the yes. film. Yeah. Right. But that, that, like it. It doesn't matter whether they understand what the film's about. Or no. not. What matters is that one of the lights doesn't flicker. Right. And there's no scene. fucking right. hum <laughs> yeah. in oh, the audio and track. <laughs> and there was so much ambient noise. It's just uh, so much of the cost and time in post-production was yeah, spent screwing around with audio. Because uh, the at the plantation it. itself, right across the street from the plantation, Major this highlight. guy... No, it was, a, it was a small town, but oh, it was okay. a street that was a pretty major thoroughfare for the for the city. I mean, not like, you know, four lanes or anything, two lanes, but this guy had some kind of, you know, souped up redneck truck that went <laughs> was an incredibly loud truck. The he was cold was, rolling. It on all the time. <laughs> We'd be in the middle of shooting and like, and it started like, oh, Jesus Christ, it would blow the uh, scene up. And white suit, that was constantly white happening. <laughs> Constantly, and at, at on at the other scene on the farmhouse, it was close to a major highway, and the trucks were so loud that we'd have so many times where you'd be shooting, you try to get it in without a, you know, just hear it in the background. So they spent a lot of time having to, uh, to I guess rework and digitally remove sound and cover it up and crap like it's that. It's hard enough to. You only got to listen to podcasts. I mean, we. It's, it, it seems like it's really easy to make a podcast that's got appalling sound. Yes. And that's just people sitting in a wardrobe with a microphone and a... Well, I right. don't know what they... It's very difficult to get... It's very difficult. And I yeah. think yeah. You, know, you watch that movie and it's like, wow, not only does the cinematography uh, way, way more expensive looking than the budget, but the sound is really damn good. I thought the sound was good, yeah. You know, considering the the budget and the fact that we had one sound guy, mm. that was it. You know, we had one sound guy with the boom, and we had the uh, the mics on us. And uh, you know, the sound guys—they're already pretty quirky. Uh, everybody who kind of works in sound is—I was the sound guy some... in our production company. Okay, I'm just saying. I did, when, I, when I did some when I did some radio stuff 20 years ago. I remember the sound people. They were just quirky, and uh, yeah. you know they they hear all sorts of stuff. Uh, just I, my hearing kind of sucks, and uh, and so I don't hear a lot of these things. But you know the fact that we had that one sound guy, it was very good. He was uh, you know he may be a little temperamental, but again the conditions were rough, and so I, I give everybody a break on any kind of uh, uh, quirkiness they expressed on the shoot because that was a very difficult shoot under yeah, particularly if it's in the direction okay i'm gonna look to on imdb what the name of the sound guy was <laughs> and i'm just it, kidding <laughs> it's especially if uh quirkiness in the direction of being bothered about getting it right is fine yeah i mean you want to try to get it right you have a limited budget wanting to get finished and 
and he wanted to do a good job a lot of the stuff was not him being a dick he wasn't at all he was you know he he really wanted he's gonna be the one that gets shit on Right. He didn't yeah. want that on his reputation. Yeah. He yeah. wanted, you know, if his name's going to go all he wanted it to be right. And I don't blame him. I, like I said, I don't have any I'm problem starting to piece in together to what uh, sort of piecing together what yeah. happened now. Uh, <laughs> way maybe some of the actors were doing some side chatter. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Neither, you don't have to, you have to confirm or deny this, Mr. Gallman. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can just tell you this. Someday, um, the true story of that production will be told <laughs> oh, okay. and this is not the day but i know that uh we are gonna at some point that's that story will get told and uh it's it's really it's pretty entertaining i just say yeah so i i'm famous among our audience for being an absolute sort of uh, what's what's the word that uh that killdozer guy used Barbarian. barbarian, yeah, I'm an absolute <laughs> barbarian. And I don't get anything. I'm glad we let's let's take let's permanently sort of adopt that as our you as our term for <laughs> this sort of thing because the other term is Philistine usually, yeah. and I don't like that because it's anti-Palestinian. Yeah, I'm pro-Philistine. I'm yeah. pro-Philistine. Yeah, I'm also a barbarian. So yeah. I, mean, I mean, yeah, it's not a bad characterization. Yeah, so I, I didn't understand. It's one part of the movie I didn't understand. When the when the what's it called Mickey Mac the bad guy the bad the baddie, well the Mr. The, Smith. There's so uh, many bad the, guys. The the guy who was a baddie at the beginning, but had a bit of a redemption arc type. Of oh, thing. you're talking about Jimmy Jack? Jimmy Jack, that's it. Yeah, Jimmy Jack. Where, 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 Mr. Jimmy yeah. Jack? Yeah. So at the end, was he taking that kid off to like sell it to Jeffrey Epstein, or was he saving her? No, no, he was saving her. That All was right. the. Uh, I, 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 that's what I hoped. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was the one where he said when. Uh, it was a little ambiguous. Her, I would. I would say. Uh, okay, which well, is supposed to be in it though. It's uh, you know he's the only character that has any real development um, yeah. in a positive way, yes. and that is that you know he's that's he why he's he says, the first one to suss out that this guy's up to no good, isn't he? Yeah, Apart from you. And, you don't and care. he warns them, you know, he's like, hey, you know, I don't mess with kids. And then, yeah. you know, he's he's not happy. There's a lot of dark stuff going on there. And, you know, he knows that he doesn't like him, but, you know, he doesn't mess with kids. And then, you know, when he when the little girl's warned and told to run away, uh, that's the whole idea is that he steps up and makes sure she gets out of there because he's right. just he's not he's not down with the insanity going on there at this point. So right. it really is a back the blue kind of message. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Slug and Scout will, from now on, will be armed. And uh, if yeah. you need help, then call out. And they'll, I, uh, they'll I actually help thought that was really, really clever how, like, they take, because that's literally what the police does. They take, they take the sort of uh, underachievers from the underclass. <laughs> right. Big guys, too. Yeah. And, and they make them the guys that everyone has to, like, ritually thank. Right. Or stamping on their faces. And what's so funny is that Slug and Scout in the movie, one, the guy had, he, it was, he had that crazy messed up eye that was makeup on uh, one of them. That was really the only makeup that had to get done uh, constantly uh, each day. But, they're both big guys. I think they both played football in college and got, you know, some kind of injury. And so they weren't able to do a lot after that as far as football kind of thing. But they're both super, super nice guys. But yeah. it was so big funny guys to be often talking. are nice guys. 
Yeah, and he was just a really nice guy, just these gentle giant kind of guys. And uh, and it was so funny to be talking to them in a normal kind of way. And then we go to shoot the scene, and there's that one scene where they're told they're free, and uh, and they all go out. And I can't remember if it was Slug or Scout, because I don't remember the way their names were. But he's letting them all out the door, and he tips his hat. And he tips his hat and he acts like the most kind of ridiculous 1930 style black character kind of thing he went into. Yeah. And it was just so funny because it was so absolutely nothing like the guy was in person. He'd come back and go, oh, that was so funny, man. You did that. And he goes, yeah, it just, it just kind of came to me. It was just this kind of shuck and jive nonsense he put yeah. on. <laughs> God, it was so funny to watch that stuff just happen when they said action. It would be like they just become completely different people. It was very funny to me. Yeah. Acting. Yeah. It is kind of an amazing art, even though the people who are drawn to it sometimes suck. Or the one, or I should say the people who are drawn to it at the highest levels, because there's nothing wrong with wanting to get involved with community theater. Yeah. Amateur <laughs> dramatics is fun, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. My mum used to do it. It's used to have like rehearsals. It's great for in kids, too. Like, it's great for kids to learn to do that. It gives them self confidence and stuff. To be able to get out in front of a stage and, and like and be another person, and it helps you like uh, develop a personality kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, interesting profession. I enjoyed. It was very fun. I enjoyed the uh, process. It was a very difficult uh, multiple weeks, but it is an interesting. Uh, side note, I don't think it's significantly different than a lot of the stuff I did as a trial lawyer because it's all just kind of an act anyway. And uh, just like negotiations are kind of an act anyway. Mm -hmm. Many things are acts. Most sales are just kind of acts. It's just taken to another level in that you have uh, another identity you're on. assuming. Yeah. And you have very specific things you're supposed to say, as opposed to like just improving, you know, a, a, an idea in a situation. You have to hit these very specific lines and cues. But it's very interesting to see the process and then to see the final uh, product. Very, very different. I mean, it was so disjointed and strange. And I didn't think we had a, even had a movie uh, when we left and we needed a couple other scenes to make it. But wow. Yeah, um, the editor is actually the most important person in the film industry. Oh yeah, or in the, and, the entire process of filmmaking. It, it became very clear to me when uh, you know Andrew did so many different roles. He wore so many hats. He's really a talented guy, and uh, and he's a decent guy too. He's a really decent guy. But beyond that, he's very talented, and uh, I did not uh, envy his job of having to edit it. But you're exactly right. I, what I came away with watching was thinking, wow, you know, if you ever wanted to be a so-called director and, and learn make how to a edit. movie, you better either better write into the contract that you have final say mm. on the cut, um, or you better be prepared to do the editing yourself uh, with somebody yeah. because you can just take the, the clips and stuff. You could have a completely different kind of movie by just yeah, inserting yeah. the scenes in slightly different orders, taking different takes, taking different angles and shots. I mean, even with the very limited amount of footage we had compared to these big productions, my God, you just... I, there was a lot of scenes that didn't make the movie and it's just like, you know, those things just get cut. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's, it's just very clear to me that if you, if you just made a movie, if you had the same director go out, make a movie, I may have talked about a full feature length movie with a lot of scenes where they shoot for months. And then you had two or three different people go in there and just edit the movie in a different way. I mean, you'd get almost 
three different uh, unrecognizably yeah. different movies. Oh, yeah, it'd be crazily different. Yeah, it's because like you could edit it the the way, like say an argument with your wife. You can edit it the way you remember it, or she right. can edit it the way she remembers. There I mean, you go. Also, very famously, there's these viral clips of where like people re-edit like family movies to be horror movies, and they just all they have to do right. is slow yeah. it down, change the music a little bit. Like it's nothing right. to it. There's nothing to it. Right. The, the real creative artist is the is the editor, and um, yeah, yeah uh, what's it called? Uh, if you yeah, don't have an editor, I, I, you don't have by a movie. the way, shout out. Our producer. A shout out, yep, shouts out to our our producer, we'll say. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> can't shout him out because he's anonymous, but yeah. <laughs> with good reason. Um, but yeah, no. Uh yeah, it really is. It is crazy. I will agree with you there, Mr. Gallman, that uh that uh the when you make a something come to fruition and you you're there through all the processes of it, it is a very trippy thing. Honestly, trippy. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. I remember the first time I saw the movie. See, I saw a very very rough cut that didn't even have all the scenes with completely screwed audio and everything else in December, and it was like okay, at least we kind of have a movie there, and there was stuff missing, and uh, and then the first time I saw it was on on a big screen in phoenix and i remember i could hardly even follow the movie because it was just so strange to see my face up on this giant screen looking ridiculous <laughs> with that ridiculous mustache it was just so it was just so I, it's impossible to explain how it just i i was very it really threw me for a loop it was hard to keep mm -hmm. track of the movie because i just wasn't expecting after you know, every scene I watched, I'd be like, oh, if I was in the shoot and the scene, I'd be like, wow, that is not what went on in the scene. I have no idea how Andrew got that out of it, but it was just the same thing over and over. So you're right. It is trippy. It's a, it's a really good word to describe yeah. uh, the feeling. Also, uh, weird shit it. happens on a movie set. I remember there was this time um, I worked on this. Uh, it was like actually my friend, my creative partner's uh um, his final senior film project or whatever. And we mm. had all real actors be in it. And um, you just end up spending like a lot of time with these people and you end up going right. to weird places with them conversationally. I remember I was with this other guy, William, actually, it was the guy who was driving while we were on acid and he, right. he blamed me. The guy was driving um, mm -hmm. and we were doing the sound of, or something. I can't remember. Oh, the scene was was that a guy was coming out of an elevator. His scarf was getting caught in it. And then the elevator is going to go up and strangle him to death. That was the scene. And so we kept having to be in the elevator and go up and down and up and down and up and down. Right. So we were stuck in this elevator with this guy um, uh, for a long time. And by the way, he was <laughs> married and had kids, but he was the most blatantly gay guy I have ever met. <laughs> <laughs> and also later, I added him on Instagram. I still add it. He's still on my Instagram, and um, I still he's he's his wife is like. Tw 20 years older than him. It's like an insane relationship. Wow, that's so crazy. Macron. 
Yes, very similar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, but so keep that in mind. With I'm there with the, this other guy who's my good friend, and we've been all together all day. And there's just lull, and I, I feel like the elevator had got shut down for a minute, and we were stuck somewhere for a minute. Oh, someone had pressed the button, and we got dragged somewhere else, and then we had to say, we're using the elevator, et cetera. Excuse me, we're filming, we're shooting a movie here. <laughs> it was in a film school that we were filming, right. it, so there's okay. that. But that happens um, every day, then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, but uh, at one point, he just like looks at both of us and goes, so, are you guys roommates? <laughs> and then we and then remember we looked at each other and we were like no we're just friends <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it yeah we literally <laughs> then all three of us just burst out laughing like crying laughing because it was just such a fucking uh, weird moment that we just had stuck in it out just such a weird thing and you only get that when you're making a like a movie yeah. honestly like, yeah it was very strange because you know, long days and uh uh, just a lot of dead times when you're not shooting yeah. and then a lot of just it's like baseball. strange. Yeah. A lot of strange <laughs> standing around waiting in this one spot kind of thing is some other thing. And then, you know, you don't want to leave because you, you really, you don't have time because do, they're going to start back. And it's just, it, there's just a lot of standing around dead time. And then, you know, then immediately have to go back into it. It made it one of the things that was particularly difficult considering that I'd never any done any acting. The very first time I ever even read lines with anybody was that first scene with my wife, where, which you think so funny when I shush her yeah. after she says the uh, N word. And um, uh, you might as well just jump right into the deep end, I guess. That's what yeah, I, was yeah. that the, was was that the rationale. Well, she was such a great, she would, well, I mean, it's just, we didn't have time. It's yeah, like, fair enough. You know, we didn't have time, didn't have reading. She shows up, we're going to go in there and do it. And, you know, one of the things that was particularly complicated for me is that, you know, I don't have a Southern accent. And so, you know, learning to do this stuff and having to use the Southern accent was a little bit more difficult than uh, uh, it would have been otherwise. But I kind of just, uh, I channeled my uncle Bob, who's a very, uh, old world southern lawyer mm. and uh has a very heavy southern Bob accent Gallman. like all my <laughs> yeah like all my uncles do but it was funny because i could just kind of hear his voice in my head and uh and i just kind of tried to you know i tried to just kind of speak as though i was my uncle bob we should ultimately. have got uh pat dixon to coach you on it mm. <laughs> no show, pat dixon he does a great southern judge voice yeah well, I heard Southern all, all my life growing yeah. up. And so I knew how to do it. Um, it's just speaking in words that aren't even my own in another in another yeah. accent was a little yeah. bit awkward. You know, I mean, speaking in my own words is, is a lot easier, but uh, adding that extra little layer to it. I will say uh, this, legal man. Um, yeah, I know. I know you don't think so, but you definitely have like a southern coded. I know you don't have like a southern accent, but I've been uh -huh. told. I don't think I have a New England accent, but I'm told by our listeners that I have a very distinctly New England sounding voice. Uh huh. Well, I have some stuff from the South. There's no doubt, but I also have stuff from Philadelphia. That's where I grew up and spent ten years as a kid. So I th I say things like water. And that's water, a real giveaway. Yeah. Water is a giveaway, and uh, there's a couple water, of things ice. like that. You know, but hey, I don't yo, have yo, you are yeah, legal man. You use. want to go down down to get some hoagies <laughs> and get some water, quarter right. waters. Right. Yeah. Uh, exactly. There's certain things, you know, but for the most part, my my 
accent is very minimal, just like yours. It's yeah. it's not much, but people who are familiar and, you know, they, they hear accents and they like them. Yeah, they can pick up stuff like yours or mine. They yeah. can, you know. It's true. But unfortunately, mine is completely received. So yes, you, you know, yeah, I'd never be able to guess yours. Yours yeah. is impossible. <laughs> Missouri, I, I can't tell. One, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> you sound, you know, you sound a little Midwestern. I think. Well, I was going to say Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Clipped tones. I do code switch though. Yeah, that's true. I speak much more clearly on this show than I do in real life. That's, I mean, imagine how bad it is in real life. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually have a really difficult time when I'm watching movies. If it's if it's a movie that has uh, all the actors speaking in, a, in an English accent. Really? I actually have a very difficult time uh, uh, making it out a lot of times. And, well, uh, I mean, oftentimes it is difficult to make out. It depends what kind of English accent. Yeah, if it's there's all, several right? different various types. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they use a lot of slang uh, that I'm not familiar with, yeah. but it's also just I I just my I don't think my hearing at certain kind of pitches is very good, and so I, I definitely do struggle with that English accent. Um, well, I'm going to pretty unveil, decent amount. I'm going to unveil a, a, a news item right here that I've been okay. keeping secret for several, well, a few for a, nearly a hundred days, in fact. Wow. Okay. I'm learning Russian. Oh, right? cool. Yeah. And it's I made spilled me... my beans a few episodes ago about right. learning Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, if I had to answer why did I choose to learn Russian, it's just because it's difficult. I just thought I want to uh -huh. do something that's difficult. And it's, but it's made me sort of realize why. It's made me understand more about English in a way. Same. A, oh, so true. Go ahead. A lot of it, it it's like, you know, they say, oh, yeah, Chinese, it, it's a totally different word if you say it in a different tone of voice and all that kind yeah. of thing. Same in English. It's totally the same in English. Yes. Yeah. Learning in another language definitely uh, definitely improves whatever your native language skills are. No For doubt sure. about that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I love I love Russian accent. That's always been my favorite. And you're probably not my type, William, but yeah. I do like uh, the, the <laughs> Russian the accent. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's just I just think it's such a cool, sexy accent on a chick. And, yeah. Uh, I had a friend who dated a girl great. who dated a girl who was had a Russian accent. And actually her her dad, she was Jewish, by the way, wasn't just Russian. But um, yeah. her dad was in the mob, by the way. It's worth mentioning. But uh, what's it called? Um, he would Jewish while, in the mob? No, no, I know, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Uh, but he would like when they would when they would fuck. He'd be like, "Could you just tell me like what you bought at the store today in Russian?" <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, they just. It's just. I really like the accent. And uh, was another interesting thing I found when I was uh, doing the accent all the time and on the set and listening because. You know, you're since you're kind of an audio guy, uh, you can probably relate. And of course, we're all in this this audio business. Yes, so ultimately, sure. we spend a lot of time listening to audio and catch different things. And what I found was very interesting was that after I'd be on set for a while, and certainly when I was leaving, I could understand why a lot of actors are interested in um, singing. Because and how why a lot of actors are sure. actually very good singers. They a lot of them. It's like what they can sing. It's like yeah. I can see it's why. I mean, there's, there's yeah, there's so much control. You're you're focusing yeah. so much on different That's ways to point. pronounce and say things uh, and to to uh, enunciate different things and to try different types of things again and again. It's it really is a lot of focus on 
your voice, you know, did I say that the right yeah, way? Was I, it enough impact? And and the singing is very similar. And, yeah, you know, they true. sing with a lot of uh, emotion and and voice control. And, and, and so that's why I, you, you yeah. can find it hard to understand English, you know, a lot of English chit chat because like you're like the way things are said has like a context in your brain. And if like the other person hasn't isn't like working on the same map of how uh, the cadence right. and how things come out yes. you're just like you lose you you can't understand it's like if somebody comes up to you let's say if your wife comes up to you out of the blue and says um my favorite car is a ford mustang right you might not understand what she said because you're expecting it to say oh did he have a nice day at the office right yeah like you're just not ready for it. You, the, the yes, recipient has to be that's true. ready to receive what's coming to them. Oh, for sure. That's There's a, a huge point, amount actually, of conversation. Yeah, because yeah, a huge amount of conversation, you really don't have to be listening. Uh, you really yeah. already kind of know. A lot of people are yeah, you know, daydreaming. If you say just, something to somebody, yeah, you know you've got probably maximum of three possible responses, and within the first two syllables, you know which one it's going to be. Right. So you don't even exactly. have to listen. That because you've just had these types of conversations so many times in your life and you kind of yeah. know what's happening and just it's a, there's a pace and a cadence to it. Yeah. Especially if it wasn't for that, none people. of us would never have, none of us would ever have had sex. Right. <laughs> if you, otherwise, it would have been hopeless. Yeah, you'd have had to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> and this is assuming I ever actually have had sex anyway. Yeah. True. Good point. I have. I have proof. <laughs> I have none. <laughs> um but uh yeah no it it is it is i also want to say this of just not to give too much credit to actors i have to be that guy again okay but um mm -hmm. but another reason why they sort of lean towards singing is because they're like i'll do anything to become famous i don't care what it is yeah. i don't have to be interested in any of it <laughs> yeah it's true there's a lot of there is a lot of uh uh, interest in that profession in wanting the attention yes. just having yeah. a desire for the attention I, and i have a know. third sub reason why Which actors is? enjoy singing is because they love show tunes <laughs> <It's true. laughs> they sure do yeah um also i mean like i i've dip my toe into acting i genuinely don't like it. like it's it's uncomfortable for me i've i've said many times on the show i always wanted this to be an audio only experience it infuriates me that i have to be visually on camera each week <laughs> right um yeah but yeah, here i don't we understand are. why people want to watch video of this yeah, it's but, just a I totally mean, different experience, audio only, which is the way I do my podcast. It's just it's just completely different than uh, a video presentation. Is one's not better or worse? They're just very different experiences. And uh, well, um, I disagree. I think audio is better than video. I, yeah. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna weigh yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're saying for a podcast, okay? In general, but yeah. I'm saying as in general. I mean, there's like a movie with with no video I'm down with them. would kind of suck okay but uh, <laughs> but but i mean it's just saying as an art form they're interesting um they're both really different i personally prefer audio only for for informational type of shows right, too, and sure. and th that's what i prefer and unless there's a massive amount of uh literally charts and graphs and facts and even then it's very difficult for a human being to focus on what they're hearing Mm. and focus on what's on the screen and being a lawyer 
having to try to persuade people and make presentations and stuff, you know, you have to be cognizant of the fact that if you put information up, they may not be listening to what you're saying because yeah. they're looking at it. It's very, very difficult to do both of those things at once. They've showed over and over again, this idea that people can multitask. That's not true. No, uh, I, people I cannot right, yeah. multitask. They can switch rapidly between yeah. things. Some people are better at switching rapidly between doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. So it appears that I'm multitasking, but in fact, they're not really actually multitasking. And, uh, uh, and so you have to be careful. And so I agree that the audio, no different than a book, you know, you read a book and it's yeah. fascinating. It's very interesting. And then someone makes a movie about it. And it's like a lot of times it's like, well, now they ruined the book for me because every I don't like time, I'm a lot of times, I'm about every time, brother. Okay, It's not every time. There <laughs> yeah. are some books that kind of suck and they make a cool movie about it because that's it's a mostly point. a lot of action because it's yeah. mostly a lot of action. But any book that's the kind of book I like, that'd be a fiction book. Um, it's about character development and dialogue. And that's that's going on in my head when I read a book. And when I watch a movie, it's just like the editor. They've got this idea. The directors put it out. It's like, dude, that's not what he looks like. Why did you cast that person? So and that's an true. awkward situation. Also, it just doesn't work for me. And and so the book versus the audio versus the film, they're very, very different uh, um, also, forms. A, a book is a completely different art form. Totally the, different. The, yeah. the author is telling you what the character is thinking. Right. Yes. What, what, it's like, in the book of Joe's Plantation, I know exactly why, uh, what's it called, Mickey Mike or whatever it's called, picks up that girl. and Jimmy Jack. Jimmy Jack. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. And that's the whole thing is that it's their vote. They're very different experiences. And yeah. uh, and so I agree entirely that, yeah. you know, and you. Can I, can I ask you, Leo, then? Could, would you like to yeah. weigh in on the Lord of the Rings films? Because I yeah. am a hater of the Lord of uh -huh. the Rings films. What's well, the, problem, the books? I've never I've watched them the all. books. This is Middle Earth back here, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the problem is that I'm not a science fantasy uh, enjoy person. I like science fiction a lot, um, and I've never read Tolkien's books, and so um, I've seen a little bit of his movies, but I can't stand CGI. Mm. And so when the whole thing is basically just a mash of CGI, you make a good point. That's the that's, that's an when objective I'm point. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem I have with it. It's just like, it doesn't look real to me. I know a lot of people watch it and they think, wow, it looks so incredibly real. And to me, I watch it, I think it looks so incredibly fake. And and it doesn't matter how good it gets. I had the exact same experience when I was a kid. And everybody already knows how old I am, so it doesn't matter. Jason and the Argonauts? <laughs> no, no, not that old. I remember coming out of watching Star Wars right. <laughs> um, as a kid with uh, an uncle and my cousin and my sisters and a group of us went. And I was, I was, you know, an early teens kind of kid when that stuff came out. And I remember coming out and my cousin was like, that was so great. Everyone was, and I was just thought, that was not good. I mean, this looked so incredibly fake to me. And, and so no part of CGI do I like. I always prefer a movie but, that has no CGI. Or I really any, do. Kind, any other kind of animation is better than CGI. Like you, I take you I take a fully animated film over yeah. uh, the CGI. To me, you, uh, I really. You would. mentioned Jason and the Argonauts, Scott. Mm. 
I think that rules. It's great. Why it. would you ever do <laughs> anything else? Yeah. You know <laughs> I do. I would prefer that incredibly fake looking yeah. uh, action than yeah. I would the stuff they punch Just in. Give me where... a rubber puppet any day of the there week, bro. Anything. I'm a huge Just... Godzilla guy. I love the guy <laughs> right. in the suit. I don't care yeah. that after five movies it started getting ratty. Right. I, I mean, I just, I don't go for CGI. I don't, I know lots of people love it and, uh, yeah, uh but I watch it and I see these explosions and stuff. It's like, dude, that's not what an explosion looks like. We all have. We all know it says boom inside of it. <laughs> right. Well, it's always too slow. If you watch yeah. those explosions, they that's used to true. have on, like live leak on live leak an explosion. It's like. You're not going to make a movie about it, man. You're just blown against the wall. It's over. It's quick. It's not, you're not tumbling and all this other miscellaneous crap that uh, goes on. And so I don't like all the fake fight scenes they put in where the guys, it's literally totally impossible. Any one of 10, 15, 20 blows they land, the dude would be unconscious. Uh, he would be messed up in a hospital. He wouldn't be like a little tiny. And let's not even get started of, with the women beating men up thing. Oh, that's kind of like crap. That's so ridiculous. John Woo movies where they're so distracting. Like and so Quite. that's one of the advantages. Our movie didn't have budget for anything yeah. like that <laughs> and didn't call for anything like that. And our whipping scene is not CGI. <laughs> that's a classic technique used all the way back in like the like early Cecil B. DeMille Rome films. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Or but no, really like, like Alfred it, Hitchcock. Cut away uh, from it, you mm. know. You do, do the uh, yeah. the reservoir dogs. You don't show them cut the ear off. You, it's yeah. it's you don't have to. You to create be fair, that the was, they illusion. did shoot that, and then they were like, "Oh God, this looks horrible. We can't put this in the movie." <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, we were originally in the original script. I was supposed to uh, molest a that girl that I ended up just doing the uh, the the Biden maneuver on mm, the yeah. sniff on. I was supposed to I was supposed to actually be caught molesting her. It's like that is, you know, so far over the line for something that most people will be able to handle. Right. And, you know, Andrew, in a very wise decision for a variety of reasons, we just cut that out entirely, didn't do it. And I'm real. It was such a good decision. Uh, Imagine if sure, the movie had yeah. that in there. That's the, all people the, would talk also, about. It's like very, very hard to shoot like a scene like that. Uh, like where you have to shield the kids away from like knowing what's going on in the film. Oh, like, you know what I mean? I mean, that little girl, when I met her on the set, I was like, what? I'm just thinking, how are we even going to fake this? How am I going to make this look realistic in any form or fashion? And so I was very glad we cut that out for the same kind of reasons. You know, you just, a lot of the stuff is just, that's the thing about the the films is that a lot of times you think you saw something and in fact it actually wasn't in there you just yeah. think it's going to be in there yeah. and your mind creates the uh the image and the scene and in fact you go back and watch it, it's like no that actually is what happened in there you just thought you saw that yeah um like yeah I, I, things come to mind like the like those early 90s independent films by like Todd Salons and stuff where like you know they would they have like pretty young kids in the film and like they, they deals with really dark stuff but they just shot around the kids like they had the kids right. reacting to something else and right, then yeah. they cut it right in there with something really disturbing and it's like it's like Man, your brain does sure shit does believe it, like that that is what right. they're reacting yeah, yeah. to, and it's right. and it makes for a really dramatic 
you know, experience in the movie. But you know that the kids are like, and these people are really professional, of course, dealing with the kids and stuff, of course, too. So it's not yeah. like the right. Disney or something like that. Yeah. Well, no, it's not Disney. <laughs> this is not a Disney film, of yeah. course. Absolutely. We don't want to be attainted by that. Kids no, are just glad not. to be out of the cage. Boy, <laughs> Walt is spinning in his grave, huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's not dead. He's a clone. Oh, yeah. he, wasn't he actually on one the of the... <laughs> the real moon. <laughs> um, yeah, isn't he one of the people who got his brain frozen, though? Uh, I've heard that. I don't know. Yeah, it I, might, I, be I, just, I, it might just be an urban legend. I think it's future armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But seriously, he was like the first Walt guy, Disney, supposedly. Nixon. Yeah. Like Austin Powers, um, and also uh, you know who else was was um, Gary Gilmore, uh, some famous baseball player. I can't fucking remember. God is... No, that that was a well be a waste. <laughs> Thank you. Bring it back and cure it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, imagine it. that's like taking a like way overcooked roast and throwing it right in the freezer. That was. What you thought about when you refused to take the shot? <laughs> I'm distancing myself from that comment. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I stand by it. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so the film is called Jones Plantation. Um, you can get the film uh, for a one-time fee. You get to watch it as many times as you want streaming. And also, I believe you can actually order it to your house as well on DVD. I'm not sure, though. But, it's not out yet on DVD. Okay, yet. well, it's coming. But in the well, meantime, it, yes. you can buy... It uh, and it streams, and it's actually like a fairly easy to use system for it streams yeah. off of the website. You just got to log in, and uh, yeah. yeah, but anyway, jonesplantationfilm.com. Uh, Mr. Gallman, is there anything else you'd like to plug before we get out of here? No, I'm I really hope people go support it, you know, buy the merchandise, they got gift cards in there. I mean, this is it was a labor of love. I mean, nobody made that movie, uh, because they thought they were going to make a ton of money off. I mean, I hope it makes a ton of money for Andrew because he has it coming. I really think he deserves it because he did a fantastic job. But, uh, you know, for anybody who's interested in, um, this insane system we're in and hoping that maybe we could wake some people to some these ideas of liberty. Uh, it's a project to support because as I said before, it even came out that if, if the movie makes money, then we can make more movies and movies are a great way to reach people. It's, there's a lot of people who will go see a movie um, and maybe be persuaded to start looking into something that will not listen to my podcast. They won't read anything I send them. Uh, they're not going to look at a book. They're not going to do anything. And but they might watch a movie. And uh, so it's a. I just really hope people support that movie. And I mostly hope that they watch it and enjoy it and and share it with people. And it becomes, you know, very very popular because it's. I just think as we talked about earlier. It's unavoidable, the message in the movie. There's no way you could ever take away anything from that movie that wasn't helpful to our system and moving things yeah. along. A totally impossible. You could ever get anything from it that wasn't a positive for us. So, yeah. So, thanks I, for having me, guys. Our yeah, pleasure. It's been great. It's been a real pleasure having you back. It's been too long. But yeah, so, yeah. it's always great. You guys are always fun. And I really enjoyed it. I'll, I will say this I, I don't watch movies and uh, I'm like, I'm almost dead inside, but I it made me, it tickled me, made me laugh three times out loud. I, I love it. That is great, man. And that, that wasn't even the 
the absolute delight of seeing my buddy say the n-word on the television <laughs> that was worth the price <laughs> of admission that, yeah. that was worth the price of admission by far yeah <laughs> just yeah, just knowing funny. it was you and and also yeah. just hearing your voice and being like mm, uh. beautiful you really is. It. it's like that's where i knew in that moment he really is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so awkward. God, it was funny. It is very funny to be memorialized in that role. <laughs> I found it very funny. And yeah. I'm just glad I spent a lot of time kind of thinking about it because it's, you know, you don't get a second chance to put it together. And now I already get a ton of people sending me uh, memes they've made with it. And, uh, you know, they freeze frame it and then send stuff to me. And it's just very funny. And because uh, the character is, He's so he's so funny and goofy to me, um, you know. So I'm glad people enjoyed it. You were it. perfect for the role. It was fun. Definitely. I'm I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I really am. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so and if there's nothing else you want to plug for us, www.history help. Uh, sure, you don't want to plug anything. It's your chance. Oh <laughs> uh, no! I mean, everybody knows my podcast. There and, we um, go. Um, the you know, gosh. If they don't know my podcast, then they're probably not even listening to this thing unless they already know you guys. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, the quash. If they want to find me and they want to hear me never say the N-word, then they can go listen to the quash because I don't say that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's acting. We understand. Yes, yeah. it's acting. Yeah. It's all. Um, but uh, what's it called? So, yeah, for us, www.historyonlows.com. Yeah, but Robert us- De Niro has a, tr- has a tough guy image. From acting. Yeah. <laughs> True. He's a mutt. Remember that? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm your dirty grandpa. Yeah. You know what? His career ended up having a fitting ending anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking bunch of shit films. <laughs> um, anyway. So, yeah. www.historyonlows.com. You can find us wherever you find podcasts. Also, BitChute, Odyssey, and... Uh, Rumble and also Rockfin. That's most importantly Rockfin. www.rokfin.com slash history homos. You can get this and all the backlogs there, just like YouTube. Super easy to use. But is there any like? Is there any way I can get bonus content if I really like the oh, show? William, interesting you ask. <laughs> um, you can on that site. All you have to do is sign up and subscribe to us. Subscribe through our page and uh, yeah, that's you, at Rockfin.com. That's Rockfin. Rockfin.com slash history homos. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a small monthly fee, of course, but uh, you do uh, get access to all the backlogs as well. And one new episode every Thursday. Mm. Um, and uh, you seem like you're going to say something, but uh, yeah, but my, my I was talking to my brother the other day oh? and he was telling me his wife doesn't allow him to have monthly subscriptions. The but bitch. He, wa- he, he, wa- <laughs> he wants to. Uh, donate something to the show is he able to do that somehow he can uh he can also make a one-time donation there as well that is the best way to support the show um also you know if you want you could buy t-shirts i have a zillion of them not even a zillion of them but a bunch of them in my basement you can buy email me your size and address at historyhomos at gmail.com and follow us across instagram and all the social media places at history pod Oh, yeah, and also come hang out with us in the Telegram chat, TW slash History Homos chat. Thank you. Die with dignity. William, what would you like to say to the people before we get out of here? Real Lordy, Lordy. Real <laughs> We're all free now. <laughs> Later, homo. Time will.